Welcome to the Crush the Fuck podcast. This is Justin Spencer. Today I'm going to talk about how other people and our obsession with what they think of us plays a huge role in our happiness. That's right. I'm calling out our insecurities and why we care so much about what other people think of us. And if you're sitting there saying, no, not me, I don't care what people think of me, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. We all have some level of insecurity and we allow people's judgment of us to dictate our happiness. We compare ourselves to everyone. If you think about it, we spend our entire lives, even from our adolescent days, comparing ourselves to other people. You get, par- you get compared as kids in youth sports programs or who's the smartest in testing in class and who's the tallest and what percentile you're in. This starts at an early age and never really dissipates. And over time, it creates this mindset that we need to keep up with the quote-unquote Joneses. You've heard the phrase. And I really think it plays a huge role in the decisions that we make and the happiness we have for ourselves. We make decisions for ourselves around what people who don't even care about us or people we don't even know think of us. And this has been multiplied by thousands, hundreds, millions, trazillions by the advent of social media. You think about it. Before there was social media, we might have compared ourselves to our neighbor, our friends at work, our colleagues. We would see the kind of car they drive. I remember growing up in a trailer park. I lived in a small town called Loudoun, New Hampshire, in a trailer park. I lived in that trailer park between ages, I think if I was probably probably eight and eight and eleven or eight and twelve. So three or four years are very critical years. Um, and I remember I remember one time um, I was going to summer camp every year, and I was going to this camp called Camp Spaulding. And this camp at the time, I guess, you know, you don't know when you're a child. You don't really know when you're that age that you don't really have a lot of money. You don't really know, you don't even really know what economical you know, fortune even is. You're just a kid living life. I would just go around the trailer park, ride my skateboard, falling on rocks, scraping knees. I didn't really know that I was living on food stamps necessarily. Uh, You know, I knew that we get pizza on Friday nights and I could rent a VHS tape at at the local shopping plaza in that small town. But that's all I really knew. And my first, like, real memory that affected me was my, my best friend who lived across uh, the street in his trailer. His parents made a little bit more money than mine, obviously, and I, uh, because I walked over to talk to him, and I said, hey, man, I would really like for you to come to my camp this summer because we were best friends. We were inseparable. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I want to go to your camp. He was about a year younger than me. He's like, yeah, I want to go to your camp with you. Yeah, because he went to a different summer camp. I said, yeah, go tell your mom. And, and I'll never forget the next day at the bus stop, him coming to me and saying, my mom said, in quotes, I can't go to the camp that you go to because we make too much money. I didn't really know what that meant, but I guess it was a, a government subsidized camp. And that was my first exposure being compared to monetary value of another human being. And here I am talking about this 30 years later, still pissed off, still confused and still insecure about it. I remember while I was driving cars, my family was driving cars at that age, that I was embarrassed to be seen in, so embarrassed that I would tell 
my mom that baseball practice got done at 8 o'clock at night when it really got done at 7 in hopes that all my other friends had left so they couldn't see the kind of car my family drove. We used to drive these like old school Chevy Novas and Ford Granadas and, you know, pieces of shit, really, when you think about it. Actually, I wouldn't mind these things right now. I'd remodel one of these bad boys and make it my own. But at the time, you don't really know, but you kind of start to realize, man, I'm, I, I'm insecure because I'm comparing myself to my buddy who's got the brand new car. It's not the nicest car, but, I mean, I remember one time my, my parents, by the time I was about 15 or 16, bought a Toyota Camry. And I remember being like, whoa, for the first time in my fucking life, I have a vehicle that, like, if I get picked up at, at school, it's not going to stand out as a piece of shit. And I'm not knocking my parents. This is not a knock on my parents at all. I mean, a lot of families had this kind of struggle, but I was definitely a part of the free lunch program. I was definitely, you know, on food stamps for a long time. Uh, you know, we didn't have nice things. And, you know, my, as much as my parents loved me and adored me and cared for me, um, we didn't have it made, right? I didn't have a lot of money. So this really starts at a young age. You start comparing yourself. And I will say to this day, it still has a huge effect on me. Because now I buy these cars that are $200,000 cars. And I wonder if that in some way, even though I'm a car fanatic, if in some way it's the role for my adolescent insecurity days, is that still playing a role in how insecure I am? So I am now overcompensating. And I don't really truly know the answer to that. You know, I'm sure there is some truth to be told there. But that's, again, what we're going to be talking about today is the decisions that we make. And that was pre-social media days. And now social media has us so fucking wound up. It's just, it's so intoxicating. It's such a, it's such, it's so, there's so much internal judgment on social media. There are, I mean, all day long, people are posting photos, videos, the highlights of their life. The greatest moments of their life. You know, we only ever see the highlights of these professional athletes, these basketball players, these surfers. We see these 30-second, 60-second clips of them nailing the biggest tricks, making the hardest shots, doing the most difficult things. What we don't see, because they don't fucking show it, is the 300 misses, how many times they fucked up trying to get that trick, so we're only ever seeing everybody's best version. How many selfies do we take before we pick the one that we think is the one that best represents us to everybody else? It's okay to take selfies. I do it all the time. In fact, I feel proud. I want to be an attractive person. I want people to accept me. I want to feel sexy. Who the hell doesn't? You work hard on yourself physically and mentally to appeal to other people. Our whole life is attracting other people. You want, you know, you want to inspire people. So I want guys to want to be cool like me. And I want girls to go, hey, I want, hey, I think that guy's sexy. That's natural. And anybody that denies that is lying. And what happens is when you don't have that strength, when you don't have that, that confidence, you get depressed about yourself. You feel down about yourself because you can't live up to the hype. You can't compare yourself or you don't compare to the people you're seeing on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, MySpace, if you're still fucking hanging around. 
So you spend all your time comparing yourself to the everybody's greatest moments, greatest highlights, most vain photos. Every, I mean, nobody's going to post a picture of themselves in the worst case scenario. It's just not going to happen. Because we're already insecure as it is. We are following by instinct other people. Meaning, we are making decisions in our lives based on what other people have done, said, continue to show, or make us feel. Here's a great example. Recently heard a story about how vacation spots are now using catchphrases like number one vacation spots for Instagram photos. What the fuck is that? Are you shitting me? We're now basing our vacation destinations and decisions on if it's the best photo for fucking Instagram? The only thing that you're doing when you post something to social media like that or posting a photo of your vacation Instagram is saying, look at me. Look how amazing I am. Look at the vacation that I can afford. Look, I made it. So when you do it, I want to match you. And then I do it. Then my friend wants to match me. So they do it. And next thing you know, we're all fucking posting the same photo from the same experience. And none of us are being original or being rebellious in any way, shape, or form. That is fucked up. You know this world is changing when companies, vacation destinations, are using and praying on our insecurities because we feel inept to our friends, quote-unquote, or people that we don't even fucking know that we idolize on social media. I wish I was like her. She's an amazing mom. I wish I was like her. She, she overcame this. You are amazing in your own way. You do not need to match everybody on Instagram because it's not obtainable. And businesses know that. And if they are using the catchphrase, the greatest pictures, like, come to, our, our, come to our resort in Maui. Our resort has the best sunsets for Instagram. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Sorry, kids, if you're listening, don't swear. It's not good. Unless you fucking don't care. And that's what this whole thing's about. So swear as much as you want. Judgment of others feed our insecurity. Our insecurity thrives on it. It's like bacteria. It's a parasite. Judgment of others. God damn, we care so much. I care so much. Justin, stop caring. It's going to get you in trouble. It's going gonna, it's gonna to lead you down a path of unhappiness because you're going to look back and go, how did I get down this road? How did I get this car? You got that car because the fucking you asked your friend who was shopping for cars with you if they liked the car too. It shouldn't matter. Do you like the car? Do I look fat in this dress? Who gives a shit? Do you like the dress? Do you like it? Gentlemen, guys out there, if you're listening... I know our fan base is 99.9% .9 women, but if there's males out there, you suffer from this more than anyone. There's so many things you want to do in your life 
that you're just stuck in what I call a grayscale. Like we wear black and gray and like earth tone colors because we don't know how to. Like I paint my fucking fingernails. People go, well, that's because he's in a rock band. Fuck that. If I was a landscaper, I'd paint my fingernails. I do stuff just to be different because I enjoy it. I think it's kind of cool to have some color in my life. It gives me something to converse on with my daughter. She can paint them. Do not let judgment of others feed your insecurity. Here's a great example. Here's, some, here's one that led me down the wrong path. I've spent my entire life, I'm going to tell you a story right here. I've spent my entire life writing and making music. I remember at an early age, probably five, six years old, using Legos and linking logs. While every other kid was making cars and houses, I was building concert stages with my Legos and using G.I. Joes and, and, and like Ken dolls as my performers on that stage, turning off the lights, putting on music on my cassette tapes and using flashlights to pretend like it was a light show. My entire life has been predicated in consumed thoughts of performing, producing, and writing. It's what I do and I'm fucking good at it. Well, we start, writing, we start performing in Las Vegas and a few years in, the advent of TripAdvisor and Yelp come on board. So now, this is literally judgment of others. This is people taking your art, which is me performing on stage in Las Vegas, which I've spent my entire life preparing for, spending millions of dollars to create. And here I am, reading reviews of what people who have no talent as it relates to performing, no, have never written, produced, or created a Las Vegas headline show, and they're judging your show. Now, granted, they have a right to do that. It's, it's an opinion. I understand that. And I should stop at the fact that it's just an opinion and it doesn't really matter. But no, after a while, you start reading reviews and, and you start to go, well, they need more comedy. Yeah, I like if they have more comedy. I really like the comedy skits. We are a rock band, right? We went into Las Vegas. We came off of America's Got Talent as a rock band. Well, I start reading reviews like, we need to have more comedy. We need more comedy, 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 comedy. And I'm a huge comedic fan. I love comedy. I think deep down inside, I want to be a comedian. I just, you know, I, I just don't have it in me. But at the end of the day, I start writing comedy skits. We write this comedy skit, which has got, it makes no sense whatsoever. And we put it inside our Vegas show. Our Vegas show is rock and roll, right? It's, we're shirtless and we're fucking, you know, we're, we're sweating and we're rocking and rolling. The eyeliner, the tight pants, the fucking, we're just straight up rock and roll sex appeal. We want every girl in the audience to be attracted to us. And we want every guy in the audience to go, these guys are fucking badass. And then all of a sudden I start reading all these reviews on Yelp, TripAdvisor. And I'm like, we need a comedy skit. So we put this comedy skit together. It was this comedy skit where we brought a, a piece of cardboard that was about three feet tall, 15 feet wide, and we pretended like we were doing, like we were walking down elevators and we were doing this. It was this whole, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was a shit show, is what it was. So we write this comedy skit and we put it in the show for a few weeks. And I start reading reviews online. People are like, I love this show, I love the show. There's this really weird spot where they do this comedy thing. That, I, I, everyone's great but that. I'm like, what the hell? So here, here I am listening to everybody tell me I need comedy. I put comedy in there and everybody's saying that I shouldn't have comedy in there. And that was like, you know what? I'm just going to do what it is that I want to do. Because at the end of the day, you can't, you can't, you can't allow others to dictate what you already know inside yourself as being true to yourself. 
You have to set an example by being an outcast. It's okay. Be known as a rebel. The great artists, the great leaders, they buck the trend. They don't try to be the trend. Be different. Be bold. Stop caring what people think. It doesn't matter. Do you think it's going to matter in 30 years what Peggy Sue underscore 555 underscore smiley face on Instagram said about you? Do any of these people, right now we're in the middle of a, a coronavirus epidemic, pandemic, whatever the fuck it's called. We're in the middle of that right now, that crisis. Do you think any of those people that reviewed me on TripAdvisor are thinking about that anymore? Or do you think they're thinking about the health of their family? What really matters, people, is what you want. There's bigger shit in life than what your neighbor thinks of you. Therefore, I don't judge other people. Sorry, I'm worked up. I have to calm down for a second. Because this means a lot to me. This is content that I want you to take control of as hard as it is. You stop worrying about what people think of you. Justin, talking to me right now, I need to have a moment. I have to have a conversation with myself. Justin, stop thinking about what people think of you. It doesn't matter. They're going to hate you anyways. There's people that are going to knock me. They're not going to like my decisions. You can't be perfect all the time. So you have to be you. If they're going to judge you anyways, then be you. If these people are going to judge you anyways, be you. And what do you happen? What do you do? What happens if the person judging you is actually somebody who, who you care about immensely? What happens when it's a loved one, your spouse, your parents, brothers or sisters, best friends? And they're judging your new, your new refined you. You've been listening to this podcast. You're making some changes. You read my book. And if you haven't, you better. And you're starting to become a better version of yourself. Well, that scares the shit out of people, doesn't it? Nothing can scare somebody more than when you start to self-progress because it leaves them in the dust. And then what do they do? They compare themselves to you. Do you understand the cycle? You need to buck the trend. You worry about you. You be the rebel. Be an outcast. Embrace being an outcast. Embrace being an outcast. Nothing gets me hyped up more than this subject. And especially since social media is a world of judgment. Stop caring what people think of you. Write that shit on your arm every day for a week. Take a Sharpie marker. Write it on the palm of your hand. Show me a picture of it. Write it on your arm. Just put, I don't care what people think. Just remind yourself that every day. I don't care what people think. However you get to that conclusion, however you get to that mindset, however you adopt that philosophy in your life, I don't care how you get there. Just get there. Just get there. I'm going to fuck some shit up. I'm going to make all kinds of mistakes. I'm going to lose a lot of fans. I might even lose you someday. I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. But if I spend my whole life designing comedy skits because people told me to do comedy, comedy skits, I'm going to forget how I got there to begin with because I'm already talented on my own. I don't need suggestions from other people. I don't need someone to tell me what car to drive, what, what clothes to wear. 
I got to listen to myself. You need to listen to yourself. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you have not done it yet, please subscribe to this channel. However you're getting there, please review it. I love reading the comments, the positivity. Even if you don't like it, right? You don't like it. I'm not changing it, so it ain't going to matter. And then get my book. Go to chaosandkindness.com right now. Go to chaosandkindness.com. Get my book, One Life, One Legacy. Trust me, it's a great read. It's inspirational. It'll change your mindset in so many different ways. Grab that stuff. Pass this along. Come back every couple of days. I'm always putting new content out, content out here. Much love. Respect to you guys. Take care. Be safe. Wash your hands. Peace. You've been listening to the Crush the Fuck Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and visit chaosandkindness.com for more.